Hello and welcome to the preview as we look ahead to Celtic's match against Ross County at Celtic Park. 3pm kickoff from Paradise again, which is absolutely terrific. It's the last game before we break up for the break and the World Cup. Um, so we've got great content for you as always. We've got Ramsey Banks. He's the host of the Staggies View and he's going to give us the Ross County perspective. And then we'll go to Christian and he will talk us through how Ross County are going to set up and how Celtic can break their press and break their spirit and defeat them. Uh, lovely stuff. Let's go straight to Ramsey Banks. Joining me now is Ramsey Banks, host of the Staggies View, a Ross County fan podcast. Hello, Ramsey. Thanks for getting involved. Thanks for having me. Lovely stuff. Um, so, Ross County. Um, how's things uh, currently at Ross County? What's what's happening? Uh, if you'd asked me a week ago, we'd only won two games all season, but it just shows how it just goes to show how quickly things change. Um, we beat St Mirren very narrowly, and then we went to Easter Road um, to play against Hibs, which I was apprehensive for, but we came out with a two 0 victory. Um, so hopefully on the up from here. But we play you Celtic, and then it's the World Cup. So hopefully that doesn't kill our momentum. But I suppose we'll see. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so how is it you have obviously with um. Uh, the manager and he's been there what two seasons now um how is uh, ross county's sort of style of play kind of developed um we're usually very dependent on our wingers um if you remember us last season i'm not sure if you do we had two players who we relied on quite heavily um in regan chosky and joseph humble our main striker jordan white his main job is to um knock it onto the wingers running past him um but he's started um scoring a few goals here and there now um, which it came at a perfect time because our wingers this season, while talented, haven't hit the ground running yet. Um, so I think as the season's gone on, uh, Mackay's realised that, okay, if we're going to do well, then we need to be more almost versatile in how we attack teams. Yeah. Um, in regards to, I think you've had a number of, kind of players kind of, like the turnaround of players is quite big. Is that something that kind of, it's hard as a fan to kind of, connect with like the, the the squad and the players um yeah i suppose so to be fair it's always difficult to see your favorites leave as uh you'll set you yourself um you'll know that yeah but um it's it's not as bad as the turnover as sort of last season so slowly but surely we'll, we're seeing uh more and more of the fan favorites stick around for a little while longer uh, that's that's obviously quite pretty positive. Um, so the, the results, the obviously you've won. Uh, sorry, three wins in the last ten games. You've had three wins, four defeats, and three draws. Obviously, the last two games have been uh, the the draws, as you uh, sorry the wins, as you mentioned against St. Mirren and Hibs. What is the confidence levels coming into this game? Um, well, obviously they're probably strangely high because obviously it's a way at Celtic. So we, we always see that as just a free hit. Yeah. Um, go down there, see what we can do. No one's really expecting anything of us. So it's probably confidence is probably higher than the game against say, I don't know, at St. Mirren or Motherwell. Yeah. Well, Motherwell beat us five nil, but <laughs> um, so, so in regards to the kind of key players that you, you've got currently, obviously you mentioned uh, Reagan Charles Cook, who was a, a massive hit last season, um, but he's kind of went on to pastures and you. Who are your kind of key players uh, in this current side? Well, our our recent good form has coincided with um, players that we signed in the summer uh, breaking into the side. Victor Latoury, 
is a big one. Um, 21-year-old Canadian, been absolutely strolling at the past couple of games. Jan Danda, attacking midfielder, um, gone from Swansea in the summer, is coming to the side. Absolute liquid football. It makes everything look so easy. I, th- I think a lot of people's arguments for him uh, missing out on the side early in the season is that um, he's quite lightweight, but he puts in as much of a shift as any other midfielder. Has like he's a like he's a quality player, but has absolutely no problem putting in the hard yards. Yeah, and quite bizarrely, our backup left back that we signed from I got always get this mixed up Oxford City. Yeah, in the sixth tier of English football, has two goals from open play in his last two matches. So he's an absolute cool machine right now, and he's twenty one. That they were his first two professional goals. Um, in George Harmon. So um, we have a lot of players um, who have broken the side very recently who are playing very well. Um, in regards to that, I always find it's quite interesting that um, where a kind of manager kind of shops and kind of looks for kind of talent. Obviously, with Ange Postacoglu, we've went back to Japan uh, a couple of times. Um, but with, uh, um, what do you call him, uh, Malky Mackay, he seems to be just looking at England as... as do you, do you kind of lack a little bit of identity? You're a Highland club. Would you like to see more sort of Scottish players playing for your club? Um, yeah, I would. But um, obviously, the the main objective is, is to stay in the league. Yeah. Um, and also, we have a we have a number of uh, good players coming through the academy. That's all. That's always been a a problem with counting. We had Josh Reed, um, a left back, come through a couple of seasons ago, and within six months of being in our first team, he was supposed to be at Coventry City. Yeah. But now we've got Adam McKinnon, Adam McKinnon, and uh, Matthew Wright. Um, they're coming through. They're on loan at Montrose right now, and they're both they're both killing it. They're both um, ripping it up, um, as I'm hearing. And we've got some of the boys who are um, quite a bit younger. That Dylan Smith, a young centre back, he came, uh, he's 16, I believe. Came on for the last few minutes against Ibrox, and he came on for the last few minutes the other night. Um, so in terms of Scottish players, we've, we've got a few, um, Highlanders who we'll hopefully see more of very soon. Um, I think that's, is that, I think I'm asking you, um, is that the issue kind of getting people up to kind of the Highlands? Because, you know, I can understand if you're coming down from Glasgow or even from down South, like, is it kind of hard to kind of sell them on living in the Highlands, even though it's incredibly beautiful? Yeah, so thank you. So that, so that's yeah, that's one of the main issues we face um, when it comes to signing and keeping players. Um, a lot of the time, players will want to commit to a to a long long term contract. And also, this is maybe a bit of a tangent. Um, you might have seen this is less of a thing now, but um, us and our rivals in Vaness would often players would all. Um, usually go in between the two sides. And that was because if someone got released from one and you don't want to uproot your family um, and the other one wants you, um, then then that's what you do. It's a yeah. very big thing, um, our location about how we go about um, recruitment, etc. Uh, yeah, that's Yeah, that is, I can completely understand that as well. Um, in regards to kind of being a Ross County fan, uh, I can act like task this of, of all the kind of people we speak to that are um, supporters of other clubs. What What is your kind of, what is it that you guys want as a support? Um, obviously from a Celtic point of view, we want to win the league and we want to play in the Champions League or a European level of some sort. What is it, what's it what would be a really great season for Ross County? Um, I think in terms of realism, what we generally ask for at the start of the season, we want to, 
we want to stay up, have a decent go at the top six, play decent football, and have a decent cup run. Um, and that's that. That's being um, maybe a bit well, a bit optimistic because um, you never really know. Um, sometimes we've been really optimistic at the start of the season and gotten relegated. Sometimes we've been quite pessimistic, like last season, and gotten top six. So you never really know with us. Um, but yeah, we we want to fight for the top six most times. Uh, we've had a, another slow start this year, so um, we're not sure. But yeah. Um, obviously, the last uh, two time t- two times we've we've played uh, Ross County, it's been away from home this season. Uh, the first was a, a league win, a three one win, uh, and the second was a four one win in the League Cup. Um, what what do you think you guys can learn from those games that you can maybe bring into the game on Saturday? I'm not sure. It's always difficult when you're playing Celtic. Um, not to give you too, uh, too much credit or anything, but um, I think. Something we do wrong is we it, we stand off you a bit too much. I know it's don't get me wrong, it's very risky, um, like playing against you. So I'm I'm not saying go gung ho or anything, but I think the best we played in those games and the times we looked less like conceding is that we we'd gone a few goals down and we were just kind of going for it. Yeah, I think when we when we asked the question, you use um, you looked a little less threatening and we looked um a little more likely to score as well. But if we come out with that at Celtic Park, it's a it's it's a recipe for disaster probably. So um I don't even know. The last time we beat you at Celtic Park was um was the game we beat you in the League Cup and then there was a bunch of protests after the game about Neil Lennon. Yeah. Um which was a bit of a laugh. Lockdown season was a fever dream. Yeah. I'm not sure how we'll repeat that, but I suppose we'll see. Yeah, um, and just uh, on the weekend, uh, have you got any predictions for the game? Um, I don't, but I can give you one now. Go for it. Um, I don't think we'll get smashed, famous last words. Um, if you want an actual prediction, I think like 2-0 use. If I'm going to give, if I, if County were to win it, it'd be like a rubbish like 1-0 where we like score in the first minute and spend 89 minutes on the edge of our own box and somehow don't concede and you have a di- like goal disallowed for from VAR that sends Twitter into a frenzy. Um, but, yeah, that, that, a, a interesting question actually you bring up VAR, what's your kind of thoughts from as a Ross County fan, what's your thoughts on VAR? Um, I flip-flop on VAR I think I think we should, because obviously we've still got part-time refs I think we definitely should have um, looked to put in the referees to full time first. Yeah, I think v- VAR used well is going to be an asset to the game. But look at England; they've had VAR for who knows how long, and it's still causing controversy. I think it's. I, I don't. I don't. I don't think we've had our priorities right with it, and I. I think it'll be a good while before we start to see the um, the benefits of it. But I suppose we'll see. Uh, Ramsey. Absolute pleasure. Thanks very much. I'd like to wish you uh, good luck, but unfortunately I can't. All right, fair enough. You too. (laughs) Cheers, man. Thank you. Cheers, thanks for having me. Joining me now, as always, on a Friday is our good friend Christian Wolf to look ahead to the Ross County game. Hello, Christian. How are you? Hello, Christopher. Yes, the last opposition analysis. For a little while, yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm not going to dive too much into Everton. Maybe I will. 
you know. Is Everton Sydney FC? Sydney FC's uh, high press coming next week. Uh, so. Yeah, the Everton game's on at like three in the morning. So <laughs> yeah, I'll look forward. That's to just that. for the young people. <laughs> yeah. uh, so Ross County, um, we've played them twice already this season. Uh, once in the league and once in the league cup. Um, won both games pretty convincingly. Although the the league game, I think everyone kind of freaked out when County equalised. Um, but we were quite. On a knife edge, I'd guess, at that point, just with uh, a fear of dropping points and stuff. Uh, that was also where Jens um, play, scored and also was maybe at fault for the goal, but we can talk about that. Uh, Christian, is this the is this a good way to round off this round of fixtures? I, I think a home game is. And I, I have a weird, you know, interest in, in Ross County now uh, after I've watched them, you know, the the spring game, the two games, because their man marking is just a bit mad. I mean, we'll, we'll get to that, but it, it is a game which it's the, they're, they're very extreme, like in, in terms of that. So I, I think with Ross County, as you've, as you've seen, is they, they play very much like a high wire game in terms of their marking. Cause when it works, it's, you know, it's, it can be effective because they just follow everybody. Um, but it's, as we saw in the other games, like one little mistake and then there's, huge spaces and I think you know the last three games I guess count has been at up in Dingwall so you know, bigger pitch and all that you'd think if you keep doing the movements keep doing that you're going to get space here um, you, you you know I've really enjoyed doing these kind of um, opposition scouting analysis and one of the things that always kind of comes up is the idea that and this seems to be for a lot of this, the managers in the Scottish Premiership that if, the, if their plan comes off It'll be great, but if it doesn't, then they're going to be really kind of exploited. We've, we we talked about Dundee United and obviously the nine 0 spanking. Even talking about St Mirren, where on another day, you know, we we kind of turn them over. Is is it a case of just they are taking these risks because they can't necessarily figure out a consistency around how their team should be played, or is that unfair? Yeah, I guess that in a way they're trying to figure out the best way of. Of stopping Celtic and, and they do it in, in quite different ways and, and different um you know approaches. A lot of it but I think is it starts with the fact do you play a back three or back four or and how many strikers do you put up front to press essentially? Do you have the single one or do you have like like Motherwell did uh don't you know do, do you have two and and how effective is it? And I think okay, there's been a few hairy moments in the league, but you still come away from the fact that Celtic is creating a lot more chances. And even you know, you know, I don't like goals and stuff like that. But you know, Celtic's won 13 out of 14 games, and the game they lost, you know, I think rotation-wise, combined with Sam Raymond maybe having the best approach so far, kind of hindered that. So Celtic is no matter what's being kind of thrown at them so far they are really good at finding solutions right and and i think so it is difficult to devise a system against celtic and it's, it's kind of you know, what do those managers do do they go like ultra safety and, and go way down and, and try to you know just sit really deep do you do some sort of hybrid where they try to press a bet and like dundee i think was kind of part of that and you got picked apart or did it just be really really aggressive and <laughs> no matter what you do you're going to face 
a big challenge in the Celtic team because the Celtic team is, I think, I guess, the catchphrase there is, is to better finding solutions. Right? Sometimes in the past, I guess, especially in 2021, they just got stuck, right? And it just it didn't seem to have a pattern of play to do it. But I think they're, it's so ingrained now that even you, you can put whatever you want up against Celtic. Okay, Champions League is a bit different because, you know, opposition is harder, but you can put whatever you want up against Celtic. And Celtic has such an ingrained system that they'll find space and they'll find opportunities and they won't get as stuck as if you didn't have that clear philosophy and system. So I think it's no matter what you do, it's really difficult against the Celtic team. Um, obviously, we can talk about stats and um, the numbers and stuff. Um, but, you know, obviously, the last time we were in Dingwall, and obviously Dingwall is very different from Celtic Park, but we saw it was quite clear that County would let Celtic come out with the ball, um, specifically Jens, you know, he, he could kind of drift in and they would, I guess their the pressing trap would be triggered when he got into a certain part or, or he made that pass in the in their half. We're not going to see that tomorrow. As I said, in the first few games, it's they were so man-orientated and the front striker usually... He followed one of the centre backs a little bit, but there's so many times, as you said, where if it's Jens or Welsh or Starfield and CCB in the game before that, you just move off the pitch. Like nobody would even come out and start pressuring you before sometimes 30 yards from goal. Yeah. And, it, and, but then at the same time, I watched the, like the League Cup game back as well to, to remind myself and, and part of it is that the counter were a bit more aggressive than I remember at times, especially if Stevie Celtic have a troll win in their own half or sometimes a goal kick, that they would be quite aggressive high up. But it almost comes from the fact that they're so man-orientated so that if, say, your centre midfielder falls down, way down to the right, you know, the, your opposite number of counter just follows you. So it's that kind of weird hybrid where that sometimes they would just sit way back if Celtic pushed their players up and let the centre-backs go up. But other times, because they're so man-oriented, they were pressing really high and quite aggressively as well. So, And you know, they've had some pretty bad pressing decisions within that system as well. So yeah, it, it, it's an odd system. As, as you say, at Celtic Park, you, I would, you expect them to be a lot less aggressive and they will man-mark as soon as you maybe get into their half. Because I think if you try and do some of the pressing they did in Dingwall, especially in the League Cup game, Celtic Park, it's it's a whole different story, isn't it? Um, just just finally before we we move on, what was the better performance from their point of view? Was it the League game or was it the League Cup game? You say, and obviously the League Cup game we scored more goals. Were they a little bit more aggressive, as you said? What was the better performance for them? Do you think? I think it was the League game in terms that I remember, like looking through my notes from. And we did the, the review of it as well. That it it took Celtic a while because they were very effective in the man marking and they, they they stuck so close to the Celtic players as long as they didn't make a pressing mistake and they held a position. It was pretty difficult for Celtic. And then what happens in the, in the second half is that there's there's a small mistake from uh, I think it was Edwards, the right winger, where he kind of gambles that his fullback's going to get the ball, I think from Greg Taylor, but he doesn't. And because he, he sprints up, 
Celtic gets a two against one on the side for like a f- four or five seconds. And that's it. That's the first goal. And I think what we talk about in that game is that it's, it's a, I kind of call it a high wire marking because this, like this man marking system is because it, it is pretty effective until you make a mistake <laughs> because you're so man oriented. So if somebody makes a mistake, there's definitely going to be somebody's free and there's going to be somebody in space straight away. So I think in the league game, they kept that up quite a while, up until like you know 50 minutes. And then and obviously they get the equalizer as well. So whereas in League Cup, as soon as they kind of, okay, there's a corner for the first goal, but there was a couple of instances where you know, they didn't manage to stick to that system as soon as they don't. Celtic create a chance to get a corner. There's a goal and then you know, it's, it's a more difficult game from there. But yeah, as long as they do the system and don't make a mistake in that system, which is very difficult to do for 90 minutes, you know, they were doing quite well. Great stuff. Uh, give me some numbers. Give me some stats. Give me some stats. XG. Yeah, so um, overall on, on the Steam Russell's X points table, Ross County, pleased to announce worst <laughs> team in the league. Oh, they're bottom. Oh my goodness. They are bottom. So they have... Uh, not pipe. I mean, we're talking about point uh, two three um, ex- expected points up to Saint Mirren, but that's a different story. Once we get to Saint Mirren, um, so, so, so yeah, and all the other kind of numbers kind of indicates that you know the goal difference per game they're tenth, the xG difference per game they're eleventh, um, xG chances created they're you know eleventh, shots taken least um, in terms of getting into the opposition's half, final third, penalty box, second lowest. You know, so all the offensive stats are as bad as you expect. And I think the defensive stats in one way is is as bad. XG conceded is ninth, but they have the most shots conceded against. And in terms of letting opposition into their half, into their final third, into the penalty box, way down, which kind of matches what we saw against Celtic. You know, usually they let you come at you. And in terms of winning possession opposition's half, least in, in the whole league. So again, you know, it's man marking, it's pretty intense, especially against Celtic, but it's it has been more focused in their own half. But the interesting thing, interesting thing, I mean in passes like they're, they're ninth and in and, you know, possession they're ninth. So so they're not they do have the ball at some point. But I think from all that you go, you know, there's there's no solace in the data here. But I think there is one point where you can kind of see why even with high XG conceded and high X and low XG created, you know they're still getting some results. And it is in terms of their average chance quality for and against. So while they have the, they take the least shots in the league, their average chance quality is the third highest, right? So when they do create something, it's usually a high quality chance. Yeah. If you look at like the shop maps I sent you, you can see their they're very much a lot of chances and shots are taking in the middle of the box. And the shots from outside the box, okay, they have a few. But it's, you know, you can see why they're creating these kind of high XG per shot. And a lot of that will be set pieces, right? So, and, but it's not, not only set pieces, but so while they don't take many shots, they create a high quality of average chances of high quality, we are more likely to score. And on the other side of that, if you look at, they've conceded the most shots, but their average chance quality against is the fourth lowest. 
So again, they're they're quite okay. They'll let you take a shot, but the average chance you're going to have against Ross County is less. So, so that's and again, <laughs> reflective in the playing style, right? They let you come in, but you know they they tight man marking. They they have a lot of people you know back, so it's more difficult to get to really good chances against them. Um, so so I think that's probably why even with their bad numbers they're not last right and and they they keep getting goals um because of that so and that i mean if you're bottom place team towards the bottom you fight for relegation in the premiership it's probably not a, a bad idea to you know it, you have to prioritize okay letting teams into your, your area but not let them get good chances and then when you create your own chances maybe build them around set pieces so your chances actually of the few chances you are, are of a good quality. So uh, I think that's quite an effective way of, of trying to stay in the division, really. Yeah, and I think that's probably their their aim, right? To stay stay yeah, in the division. It always and, will be. Yeah. Um so is there anything about them that are that kind of makes makes you think, oh there's there's something here in regards to what they're doing? So I think it's a lot of what we've talked about already. I, I, you know, it's kind of hard to explain this too much unless you can show people the video but I, I sent you some videos as well and it, the thing what you see with them is that they are ridiculously man oriented right? and I think I thought about it they'll stay a bit lower but I think well for example everybody kind of jumps up on their man so even if you see somebody like uh, I think in the League Cup game it was Gigi when he drops into his own half to kind of, you know, meet the ball, centre-backs follow him, right? And, and when McGregor kind of, he, he, he fell like, because he was playing as Nathan, he, he fell down, he went deep to pick up the ball a lot. But his central midfielder follows him as well. So, so but it's the same all over the pitch. Like, the only two people who's not really man-marked for Celtic in these games are the two centre-backs, right? So, and they have one striker, Ross Cantor has one lone striker that sometimes would, would pressure on the centre-backs if they brought the ball out. But sometimes he would kind of just stay in the middle to have another person, like a player in the middle. So you, you see that a lot, right, in terms of that aggressive man-marking all over the pitch. And I think, you know, in a couple of clips I sent you, where you kind of then try to create space is well there's a couple instances when the ball goes out wide for example if there was one instant where Mayeda comes really high up to meet the ball out out, out the wide fullback is on Mayeda Mayeda is his man so he follows Mayeda all the way up so if you then have almost CC you know, number eight, if if they stay in the middle, your central, uh, their central midfielder is going to stay in the middle. So you have this, you can drag your fullback, for example, all the way out wide. And then someone like in this case, Burnby, you know, some Greg Taylor starting uh, tomorrow. By Maeda just dropping deep in for the ball, if your fullback follows him, there's huge spaces between the fullback and the centre back. Especially if, if, say, if Gigi and Kyogo stays in the middle, because they're so focused on your man. So it, it's just kind of sometimes simple rotations 
that can that can lead to that kind of space because you drag your opponent out. You know, there's so many examples. For example, Tony Rasen came in centrally quite a bit, and he, he would perfectly go like right into the middle of the pitch. But the Ross County winger would just follow him. So, so, so you have this case where like Stephen Welsh takes the ball out, and there's nobody until you know the, the fullback in Celtic's area on the right hand side because Tony Rasen's in the middle and the winger is in the middle, right? So there's all this, there's all. There's kind of different versions of that, but it all comes back to Ross County will mark every single Celtic player except for the two centre-backs, right? So within that, you have to be clever with your movement if you want some space. But as soon as, um, you know, there was, you know, one of the, the videos I sent you is that if you switch play really quickly, is that... For example, this one case where Welsh goes down and uh, it, it takes the ball out and striker comes out to him and him a bit down. So he puts it back to Aaron Moy. He puts it out to Moritz Jens on the other side. And because the player was on the right-hand side, pretty much all the Ross County players are on the right-hand side as well. So you have a case where it was only really Jens and Bernabé on the left-hand side. And there's only the winger that is marking Bernabé, who who's on on the on the right hand side for us counter Celtic's left. So so he's caught it in two minds. Okay, sh- should I let Jens just go straight up or should I stick to my man? So I think those kind of qu- quick switches, you know, those quick diagonals. Because if you have a man marking team and if you attack down one side, if you kind of get stuck, but if you switch it quickly, it's gonna be huge spaces. And you're gonna pose decisions of maybe the winger who's left on that side. So it's for me tactically it's a really interesting system and I think as long as it works as long as Ross County's managed to stay right on their man all the time it's kind of difficult to get space but as soon as you have a quick switch or a small mistake in the pressing boom lots of spaces and that's why I think Celtic's going to essentially cut through them Um, obviously if it's at Dingwall it's a smaller pitch it's a tighter tighter pitch so if you know your man does kind of break away from you you have less ground to make up or it's tighter. So but do you somebody th- else will be close to you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Whereas at Celtic Park, it's, it's a wider pitch. It's a, it's a bigger kind of area overall. Do you th- still think they'll stick to this kind of, this game plan? You'd think so. Like, it's... I'm trying to think right back to the first home game, which, you know, uh, you know it was just a 3-0. Um, CCB had uh, that long shot. Ayeti had two as well. Um but yeah, the last three games has been away and they've stuck to the system rigidly. Right? So I tried to have a look at their game against Hibs lately there as well to see what to do in those situations. And it's pretty much the same. You know, they're a bit more aggressive and, you know, maybe not as man-marking, but it is a lot around that. But I, I think what the difference will be that they'll still stick to the man-marking. Um, but I don't think they'll be as aggressive in trying to maybe follow their man into their own half. Like if, you know, say if Rio Hattati comes and, you know, wants the ball around, you know, Greg Taylor's space, is your centre midfielder really going to come all the way down? So if it's if it's Kyogo or Gigi at play, if, if they come into the centre circle in, in their own half, is, is the centre-back going to come after them? It's like, I wouldn't think so. I think it'd be great if they did, because I think that would suit 
Celtic perfectly, but I, I think they will sit lower. I think they'll do the man marking, but they'll do it in their own half, pretty much. Um, obviously, the, the game we played in March, we absolutely slapped them 4 0 with Gigi getting that hat trick, really, really quick hat trick as well. So hopefully, we'll that get, one as well. That's right. Yeah. yeah hopefully, we'll get something similar. Um, see, played oh, them a lot, I feel. You are? Yes, we play them a lot. We do, yeah. Aye. We need more teams in this bloody league. I, I know. You. That's why you need league team. See, see, on like uh, just, I was I was talking earlier to to Ramsey about you know getting players up to the Highlands and stuff and how that's kind of quite difficult to kind of sell them on the idea of moving up there, even though it's beautiful and it's amazing. But just for you know that that point of view, see Ross County having a bit of a a, a little bit extra. I'm trying to refer to. Charles Reagan Cook and how well he performed for them. Um, like, did it obviously having a little bit something different, a little bit something special, if you will, for them? Taking that away, is that maybe why they've kind of dropped off so much? Yeah, I guess you are reliant on individual like performances in this system, especially on on the break, and to have something because if you play that low, you know you have set pieces and you have counter attacks. And I think you know he was a very effective player on the counter attack, and I don't haven't really you know the games I watched seen anybody who can kind of replicate that uh, to, to a certain degree. So yeah, again, I think they are big on set pieces. You know, I think you know that um, centre back's name here I can never pronounce. He's, he scored in the last two games against Celtic as well. So uh, Jakaviti, Jakaviti, thank you, and so. <laughs> It's like this, isn't it? Set pieces, it's counter attacks, and you need you're going to need fast players, and you're going to need big ones to, to do that. Which is to be fair, most counter you can see that's kind of the area they shop in as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, any final thoughts on on county? It's, uh, it's as we say, it's the big game. It's can I just get these three points, and then we can kind of take it easy and kind of refresh ourselves. Anything? Any other kind of final points? Oh, I, I think as always, I quite enjoy the man marking system and, and analyzing it, but I think. It's all about doing the same thing. It's, it's about doing the movements. It's because you can, if they play the same way, this is a team you can manipulate. You can manip- you can drag the players all over. You can manipulate that space. So uh, as long as you have that movement, especially down the sides as they always have, um, I think you'll be fine. If you get stuck on one side, usually there should be lots of opportunities for, for the one other ones to you know send some nice diagonals. Christian Wolf, as always, an absolute pleasure, sir. Pressure's all nine. Great stuff from Ramsey and great stuff from Christian as always, uh, giving us insight into Ross County and how they will set up. There will be the lunch club, the late lunch club will be recording this evening at 6pm and we'll be pouring over Ange Postacoglu's comments from the press conference and we'll be having a chat about how we believe Celtic should line up. That'll be myself, uh, Paul Carlin and Colin Kearney. If you want to get involved in that, uh, you can WhatsApp us at 07457402992. Let us know your thoughts about the big weekend uh, game and uh, we can certainly talk about that. This has been the preview and we'll speak to you down the road. (laughs) 